Good morning, Mr. Sheckman. Ah, good morning, Mr. Burr. How are you doing? Excellent! It feels like I'm back at school. Ah, yes. I remember this one time. It was autumn. The swings. Johnny was trying to explain... Nobody cares, Mr. Sheckman. Why have I got puffy white, very soft, uber lightly toasted bread, all covered in a completely random mix of ones and zeros, which are quite delicious, um, and the jam has a very strange label, and I'm, you should pick Jeremy out for having a, a, a typo on it. It says data. I'm sure it's supposed to say date, date jam. What is this? Mr. Burr, come on. It's the cloud storage special. <laughs> Toasting Design, Shaka Shaka Makabur. Let's get into today. And we're going to start with something I have recently learned because that's how we do it these days. And for me, it was a thing called, and I'm not, I'm, it's a particular product I saw, but I'm certain it's not the only one that does it. But it's a thing called Former Hoof. And the idea is for horse hooves, whether the animal has suffered an infection um, on the hoof or it's just it's getting on in, in a in years and of course it's now been worn down and things and uh, repeated shoes and things and effectively it's a mold they put over the hoof injected with a, a resin or a, a, a it's a polyurethane injection actually and it basically forms a new hoof that then on that it can survive on its own so it acts as a, a shoe of itself but a shoe can also then be um attached to it um and yeah it's effectively creating sort of polyurethane boots for horses um and it's a really simple mechanism it goes over the the horse apparently it, it helps them it, it can also correct certain um alignment issues and things because you adjust certain angles and stuff i thought it was a really clever idea so, a, a sort of podiatrist for horses that is a really yeah. cool idea yeah um you wonder who had the idea I mean, obviously you need to be sort of a uh, involved with horses and then you need to sort of, sort of also be involved in um, a DIY to discover different kinds of glues and, or see a TV ad with something and then think hmm and of course someone was the first to try it well exactly I think certainly what a lot of the factor has become is it's become a lot more accessible to get a hang of the resins the, the polyurethanes and so on and so forth yes, for injection molding um i mean my dad is big into that he, he makes fishing lures and things and he does this and does that um with that and it's because it's now become more accessible so more people are trying it and then the word spreads and i think it's the whole thing when it comes to design it's why is it not being done is just no one's thought of it or is the tech wasn't yet ready wasn't accessible um whether it's expense or it, it's whatever the case is um yeah, I mean, what's, what's interesting is if you, you know, you always try and come back and think, all right, so how do you take some of the design skills and, and um, tools which we sort of covered and also what we sort of do with um, sort of third-year students? I mean, if you think of the, the principle of, like, how kids could make ice cream, like when I was a kid, you made ice cream on sticks. Mm. And yes. that's the sort oh, of yes, thing yeah. where you could, you could grow it because once the ice cream was cold, you could add more stuff and it would stick yeah. and freeze to it. You can kind of build it up, mm. which is actually, you know, that's the same as what 3D printing is, if you think about it. It's yes. additive manufacture. Mm -hmm. And then all you need is, you know, you need a kid who made an ice cream on a stick and got it to stick together with, you know, some form of chemistry or thermodynamic phase change or something to have an idea. Where it's a case of, well, uh, you remember what I did with the ice cream as a kid? I wonder if you can do that and what could you do it with? 
Yeah, or I mean, it's creating composites. You know, you you want to you have your lolly put your juice in, and then start putting fruits and, and or other things inside of it, and you're creating alloys effectively or mixes and yeah. so on and so forth. Um, yeah. Nice former hoof. Right. When you started that, I thought, did I miss here? Was it former hoof? <laughs> I think it probably is a play on words and something in the horse community. I'm not involved enough in that. Um, so last the last episode, we were once again proceeding with the design project. We're looking at um, stress in the work environment, reducing that, increasing productivity being the primary goal. And we focused down a lot of our concepts um, to sort of be the, the taking your ideas and my ideas and saying what works here, what doesn't. Um, we're looking now in a office type environment um, the it's sort of a um, a strategic planning management simulator type thing um, likely with the theme of office slash zoo um, the primary thing and it's what we're moving forward with now is the interactive element of um, the, the project or of the, the system being a, a in very big inverted commas table a, a surface of sorts the surface yeah yeah, uh, and that it is, there's no VR elements or anything like that. It's all everything is um, you. You don't need extra equipment, so the equipment is all within the surface or uh, surrounding area. And the other point to it is that it's multi-purpose. So it's not just for this, but it can also then be used for presentations. It can be used for meetings and so on. Um, and the space is likely that part of a boardroom. Um, so the thing needs to then be stored away potentially depending on, on what we else we want to use the space for. Yeah, so before we start to come up with the actual detailed design, mm. it's always useful for us to do our standard thing. So Mr. Check, Mr. Checkman, please take <laughs> yes. a please take a seat in the boardroom chair right at the end and I will sit at ninety degrees to you halfway down. So we're we are visually in two <laughs> positions within this boardroom so we can properly simulate this thing. All right, and I've got the board, the, the whiteboards the, on the wrong side. You've got all the stuff which lives on a boardroom table. You know the exquisite yeah. cut crystal water jug mm, that no one drinks mm. out of. The weird set <laughs> no of remotes for all the of, yeah. thing with flat batteries. The, the pointer, the works, right? Oh yes, yes, yes. Plus the squeaky chair. <laughs> okay, now now we are we are seated. Now yes. let's say this thing needs to actuate. Um, the mm -hmm. the board is up against the wall, out of the way, so that for uh, fire escape there's no equipment that's a trip hazard uh, yeah. or anything like that mm -hmm. right so we, we'll go from where it's stored which is up against one side mm. yeah would you like this board if you're looking down the length of the table would you like the board on your left or your right hand side I'd say I'm not too concerned whether left or right I'm, I would it doesn't say make a difference. It's just doesn't make a difference doesn't make a difference yeah I know but what I'm thinking actually more is where's the door relative to me? I wanted an opposite side of the door. That's right. So let's put the door on the right-hand side of the okay, table so as then, you look at it. Good, okay. good planning. Right. So that's where everyone's going to run when there's a fire. Mm -hmm. And then the board will be on the left-hand side. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just spitballing here. This board, mm. should it be as large as the boardroom table? Smaller or larger? Is the reason it cannot be itself the boardroom table? You know, that's maybe something as a sort of initial part to kind of look at 
whether that that's something that we, we'd want to have it be that multi-purpose where it is going to have coffee cups and spilled foods and little bits of crumbs from the rusks and the cookies and things like that or is it a like a like a pool table cover um it's, potentially inverted so you you have a cover that goes over our system or our system is a cover itself okay let's let's call that our first fork in the road in terms yeah. of Mm-hmm. As a concept, they'd be slightly different. So the one is, it is, and the other one, it isn't a yeah. boardroom table. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's useful to think about, but if it wasn't a boardroom table, mm. when it's down there and you're using it, um, mm. it would be a shame for it to be like half the size, where you have to sort of reach over the edge of the boardroom table to interact with Oh, yes, with yeah. No, okay. no, so I would say it needs to be boardroom table or size bigger. or just bigger. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if it isn't, it um, I'm just going to use crocodile jaws here. Um, bigger equal to table. And I mean, the, the thing is, in an interactive element, if you've now got to be leaning over a non-interactive portion of your table, and admittedly there might be borders or, or something like that, which uh, due to the circuitry or projection elements means that there are going to be areas that we cannot have the interactive part. But we don't want to have a technical completely useless aspect being something that's blocking your ability to interact and now having to climb on a table in order to move yeah, your zebra right. to the, to the other part. You might want space where you could have your little notepad or your oh, sure. iPad or your laptop or your coffee cup or your lunch or something. Um, but yeah, so you might be talking a reasonable A4 length piece of paper gap. Yeah, if, if needs be, yeah. Um, okay, but, table yeah, plus yeah. gap. Okay, uh-huh. now we're, we're seated here. This thing's up on our left-hand side, and for the scenario where it isn't the table, you now hit the remote control button, for example, because this is uh-huh. certainly not going to require you and me to get on ladders and use spanners to make it come down, right? Well, it's supposed to be used by one person, and you you've go. also got an, only an hour. You don't want to be like, oh, I've got to go do it, but it takes 20 minutes to set this thing up. Like, no, no. That's, All right, that's, so yeah. we'll, um, we'll, we'll talk about the, the possible how to make it do the quick thing, but we probably, it's likely to be some form of automation type thing. Well, I mean, I mean, there needs to be some, let, let's call it assistance, not necessarily automation, it's called assistance, because you could have it where- Motion assistance, yeah. It's like a, a spring balance system, so it, it requires- Counterbalance, yeah. Absolutely, or counterbalance. Absolutely no uh, force to move it, it just locks in whatever position you move it into, but there needs to be some element to that, whether it is, press it and the thing unfolds or whatever the case is given however that we're going to have people of different heights and ages and, and so on and so forth the likelihood is probably easier to automate it because otherwise where do you put you know you have to then determine where yes. your handles are and things and so on but yeah fine so whether you clap your hands or hit the red button or pull a string or hit the remote or dial a number on your phone the thing springs to life um yeah should we all have to evacuate the room while this thing does its business or would, would, would we be able to stay seated while this thing comes into play what do you think it should do <laughs> I, ideally stay seated or yeah i think the requ- more importantly because what happens is so you mean it you, shouldn't swing down and take bob from account's head right off i'm more imagine like this meeting is just going on too long right deploy the just table smashes everyone's <laughs> lunch right into the other wall I mean, it's guillotine style of speed, slicing across the boardroom table, cleaning everything off. We were talking about introducing a crisis. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) 
you play the up in the boardroom. Oh, every hundred hours of playing the game, you get a real life crisis. Yes, yeah. Okay, so basically you stay uh, where you are. So mm. that's obviously going to factor in uh, some of the motion dynamics to get the board from a vertical yeah. place to being in a horizontal sense. Mm. Um, okay, fine. Stay where you are. All right. And then uh, you mentioned that uh, height height control would be quite nice in case you wanted mm. to do this without chairs and sort of a standing type thing, a bit like yeah. the pool pool table exactly. Environment. Yes. So yeah, so yeah, there needs to be, which is interesting. I mean, I wanted to ask you about that. Mm. If standing is a good idea, what yeah. about it's like sitting on the floor, as well, like as a recreational, relaxing activity. Well, I mean, that that sort of brings up an interesting point, with regards to the boardroom table and the use thereof. Um, if we're going lower. The boardroom table would be coming to, would get in the yeah. way one or another. Um, but also, invariably, most of the boardroom tables are set so that they are at just the right height for you to be working on. If you've got your laptop or you've got your notepads and stuff, we're now wanting to put something else on top of that. That might be, so the use itself of the existing boardroom table might be an issue. So it might be a case of our system is maybe not itself the boardroom table. But we need to still, nevertheless, likely replace the boardroom table itself. Yeah, so I'm, I'm also with you. It's like more a case of this thing is the boardroom table because you could then do floor-based activities yeah. seated at whatever height you wanted or, or seated and tilted, you know. Um, yeah. And, and, and you can raise the height. And I think by, by by saying that this is the it is itself the boardroom table. It's the entire design, not necessarily the interactive element portion. There yeah. could be slide on covers or, or whatever the case is. So uh, we're not saying that you know it's just but that the any existing boardroom table would be removed and put in by a, a, a new system of sorts. Correct. Would you say that we are changing the problem or not? I would say that we're not changing the problem. This is well, something that we hadn't thought about until we started no. to come up with a concept yeah an and look yeah. at yeah i mean it's a sub problem we, we, we've the overall problem is reducing productivity and as we've moved down we've allocated a sub problem of the limited space within the work environment that we've currently got okay so i mean there's obviously things like exactly how it's going to move and and all that sort of stuff but that's that we we need that as the next layer of stuff which we will do for next time but yes, in terms yeah. of if we dived into that first we would have ended up on this particular pickle and we mm -hmm. could have gone wrong. Well, I think that the larger issue is by starting off with your ideas, how can we do this? I want this mechanism, you know, it's going to be automated with this worm gear and so on and so forth. Is yes, I've started with, a, with an electric garage door motor because it comes with a remote control <laughs> and it's got the thing and the, it's about the right size. Now I'm going to make it work is the wrong way to do it. Is that what exactly, you're saying, Mr. Sheck? Effectively, exactly that. It's you're making it work rather than actually developing a system from scratch that actually works in the environment. So I, I find it, it's, it's quite useful from in a lot of cases to kind of just imagine the environment. How would it be worked with? You know, if you're dealing with vehicles, it's right. I get in. I, I travel in traffic here. And you know, you start to get an idea as to the environment you're operating in, and extra constraints is now going to start playing a role on in your, in your design. Okay, so I've I've got a nice list just in summary there. Um, just by you situated at the one end of the table, me situated halfway down 
sort of on the like the long end um, of it we thought about where to put it relative to the door not that it makes a huge difference but mm. i mean from an evacuation point of view it does um and then we thought well um it could either be the boardroom table and replace it or else mm. it needed to be a, a, an extra thing um we then went through uh if if it is in addition to a boardroom table the fact that there's probably a need for a gap so you could you know have other you know whiteboard markers pointers um your lunch stuff around it as opposed mm. to being like you know in the way of the, the sort of projection thing and covering covering the hidden gem in your zoo um, <laughs> it would also require you to sort of stay where you are while this thing um came into being um and then we thought you mentioned the variable height thing to go from a, a, a yeah. seated interactive position during this um, this period of uh, sort of productivity building and de-stressing and mm. uh, sort of skills building by having fun um, to do sort of standing to seated. We then thought uh, there's a thing about if you replace the boardroom table, you then have got nothing underneath it, which means you could also do floor-based stuff. So yeah. your your boardroom could also have things like bean bags in it, where you could you know just relax a little bit more type thing and, and work on the floor type type environment as part yeah. of the sort of de-stress um i think another part of the environment we've got a couple more minutes to to sort of keep going to this a little bit more the one thing is consider let's say it was set up for a a big group meeting or maybe even used it as a a, a presentation for certain pers- uh, like clients and stuff to come in the boardroom likely might have had a lot of chairs repositioned. I mean, we know in our yeah. boardroom that, that you know you can come in one day and the next day it's completely different in arrangement. Yes. Um, the state of the boardroom is not, I think, predictable. I think we can say people are, don't have to move, certainly. So once you're in, you don't have to worry about it unless you happen to be right in the way. But even then, I think the idea is, is that however the system is deployed, moves, relocates whatever the, the situation is it doesn't do it in such a way that it poses uh danger or damage to surrounding things so effectively chairs in the way are just basically pushed out the way um uh, persons yeah. in the way are, are, are likely um <clears throat> you know come move come on now come nudged on now. gently yes nudge 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 and then i mean i quite like the fact that you could have a 380 volt rail around it with a couple of little things <laughs> so if you've got this little like zap like a mosquito zapper um move move, move. yeah it's after warning number six you 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 you've told okay that's enough tea slurping come Plus on want an old world war ii style air raid siren as definitely i think that that's a that's a decided concept already that that's already one um and and just, just so everyone's clear we don't hmm. know how we're going to do this yet no that's that's the fun part but now you now you've got a working option where it's a case of you've thought about a whole lot of things yeah now you just have to make it do it yeah and you, you know your There's environment lots you know? of options in in, in all of oh, that yeah. but i mean we, we don't know exactly how to do it but that's that's the fun to come yeah i mean there i mean the number of things that you might be seeing in terms of thinking table legs and things nothing is said as table legs nothing is said this table's flat to be completely honest um or round or rectangular or it, the shape has not in any way yet been determined um uh, by any stretch of the imagination we haven't looked at uh, i think another thing to potentially consider is what our ceiling is you know if we have built-in light fixtures and what availability there is in the ceiling um, what the condition of our walls are 
um, and it's just a case of consider it, you know, is it drywall, is it uh, glass, is it concrete, because that might determine how we can bolt onto certain structures. Um, but it's more a case of, oh, we're aware of it. Yes, now we are aware of it. Okay, cool. That, that, that's fine. Fair enough. Um, yeah. All right. Detail All right. for next time. Basically, yes. So now from here, we now start effectively developing the, 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 the our primary solution. Our, our design has gone um, due to our level of sort of focus and expertise. We're not focusing too much or if anything on the software whatsoever. Um, what we're focusing on is that primary interactive element aspect to it. And obviously the software is built into that, but that is the, once we've designed this, we'd obviously get input and things throughout, but we're primarily making sure that once the developers say, right, it needs to have this amount of light or move in the yeah. speed, we handle that aspect. And so our design has now moved on to that, um, a, very, uh, a very quick focusing of the preliminary design um, before we then move on to that. All right, Good cool. Stuff. Right, so if you've got any suggestions, alternative ideas, things you think we might have missed, or what you think might be an even better idea, let us know at toastingdesign.gmail.com. Otherwise, thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you once in the next one. Cheers. Bye.